Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Energy Storage Market Series. My name is Erez Dolev, and I'm the Managing Director here at Trainvu. Uh, today, we're going to be hearing from Tony uh, Vernetti, Senior Staff Trainer at Enphase, about the new Enphase uh, energy system with IQ Battery 5P. Uh, before we dive in, and while we're waiting for more people to join, I'd like to give a little background on Renvu as well as some of the, uh, of the products and services we offer. Renvu is a US-based solar equipment distributor. Uh, we have been in the industry for over a decade now, and we currently have uh, fulfillment facilities in California, New Jersey, and Texas. Our sales staff all have backgrounds within engineering or solar installation to provide you with the best uh, sales services. Um, a few products quickly to spotlight here, and we'll share some links in the chat uh, and in the follow-up email. Uh, we have inventory of the new Solis S6 hybrid inverters, and we're offering them with a Soluna Solar a, a high-voltage battery banks. We carry all the solar portfolio and offering $250 gift card with every inverter you, you're purchasing. For these inverters, uh, we're recommending the home grid and Fortress battery banks. If you prefer, we also carry the Fortress NV12K all-in-one hybrid inverters uh, that goes with their uh, battery banks. We have several Q-cells, Q-home ESS systems left uh, with 7.6 kilowatt inverters and 18.9 kilowatt hour uh, battery banks. Uh, we are offering them at 50% off and giving away two extra 6.3 kilowatt hour batteries. Um, and uh, we have all the end-phase microinverters, combiners, accessories, and ESS systems. We still have several end-phase IQ battery 10T. We are offering at uh, 5,983. This is a significant discount on those. Uh, get them as they last. Uh, the Lumin uh, smart panel is a great addition to any ESS system as it turns any main panel into a smart panel without the need to replace it or at a critical load panel. Just the labor sa uh, saved will cover the cost of this device and it allows you to control remotely on your circuits. Email us at info.trainvu.com uh, or see our webinar, a follow-up email with more info on those. Um, all the items that I just uh, mentioned are included in our Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale. Uh, we're offering Ryobi uh, toolkit for, uh, for free with every purchase of those and gift cards. So uh, stay tuned and check our Black Friday email this week. I do want to talk about the end phase uh, portion of it. For every five cases of IQ8Hs, you will get one case uh, uh, for free and Ryobi uh, Toolkit. Uh, this is uh, $4,000 worth giveaway. So I do recommend you to uh, stay tuned for this and talk with our team if you're looking for those IQ8Hs. Uh, here's our commercial price list for large volume options and our upcoming offerings uh, of solar modules. Uh, for solar panels, we have many options, but far, by far our best value products at the moment are the Canadian Solar 395 black on black that we are offering at uh, as low as 26 cents per watt, Hyperion 400 uh, black on black at 29 cents per watt, and Zenshine 550 bifacial and 405 uh, black on black modules. Uh, we are sharing in the chat a link to this page. Uh, this file is a good one to bookmark. Uh, we update it regularly so you can stay up 
uh, to date with our latest uh, deals or uh, for bulk orders. Uh, it has another tab uh, for uh, inverter and battery offers. So you can uh, switch to that tab as well and see some uh, some offerings. I'll take a minute to also mention the, the Bleaky residential carport. Uh, this is a great way to expand existing solar systems or an alternative solution where you cannot install solar on the roof. Uh, shown here is the two-car carport. Uh, this is the G4. Now they are coming with uh, G5. I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, there is also the option uh, for a tandem solution with shared columns, so you can connect multiple of those when you need the carport for more than two cars. It is designed to be assembled by a crew of two. It doesn't require any specialized or heavy machinery to install. This is a solar structure, so it's eligible for the 30% ITC and extra 10% for US-made products. Um, the carport is supplied with an iron reach system and under panel clumps. Uh, so it, it accepts any solar module and inverter you want. Uh, when combined with the Bleakier EPDM T-gasket, the surface becomes uh, watertight. It is designed and fabricated in the US and comes with a 25-year warranty. Uh, the structure is coming with a structural engineer P stamp. Uh, you can install up to 24 solar modules with four columns of six modules. With a 410 watt modules, you will generate 10 kilowatts, and the same with a 550 watt modules. With basic load capacities of 35 pound per square foot snow load, which can be upgraded, 150 miles per hour wind load, which also can be upgraded, and seismic design category E. The two-car carport is 18 feet wide and uh, to cover two standard car sports spots and 18 feet deep with a nine and a half feet clearance. It comes with five degrees tilt. Uh, Blicker just released uh, their G5 model, as I mentioned, uh, which has even less parts and installation time reduced significantly. This structure can hold higher loads and has several upgrades uh, options. All components are delivered on two pallets. You can find the 3D model on, of, of the tandem carport and the standalone carport on the Bleakier website. You can see here how it looks like and, uh, and all the components, really minimal number of, uh, of components to build this. Uh, one last item to go over before we get started is our solar design and quote tool. Uh, you'll find it at the top of our homepage on Renwood.com and generate as many quotes as you need in a couple of minutes without the need to uh, wait for a sales engineer. It's available 24-7. First, you select the components you would like to see. Uh, then you choose your panel. I'm choosing the Hyperion 400 watt black on black. Uh, next, we will configure the racking system from a wide range of options, tilted, flat roof, ground mount, and carport. I'm selecting the tilted metal roof with corrugated profile. Uh, on the left side, you will see the bill of materials building up. And when you're uh, logged in to your account, prices changes as you edit your system configuration. I'll create here two uh, arrays. First array with two rows of 15 modules in portrait. And the second array will be um, two rows of seven modules in uh, landscape. I'll change the, the orientation here to landscape. Um, 
So our team is updating this tool constantly with the latest solar components and pricing currently available in the market. Um, I'll choose uh, choose black rails, black plums, change the span to six feet. You can see the systems uh, building a sketch of this. Then you choose your inverter type from microinverters, optimizers, or string inverters. I'm selecting N-phase and IQ8+. Uh, you can also select energy storage option if you like. Uh, we'll add the Enphase IQ battery 5P. And on the last selection page, you can add a couple of spare modules uh, if you need. Let's see here at the top, and I will add two. You can select the BOS, uh, disconnects, and EV chargers. I will add those EV chargers here. And then at the end, uh, you can save the quote to your account and get a quote to your email. After generating the quote, the system will take you uh, to the quote page under my account. So you can make changes, uh, save as a PDF uh, or place an order. Place an order. Uh, you can also email our sales engineers at info at .com. Our team will review the bill of materials and weigh in with insight of on configuration and availability. We're also available to any questions you may have. I encourage you to take a moment to play around with it. It's uh, interesting to compare options and uh, contemplate different uh, design configurations and see how the price is changing. Uh, if you have any questions about these products or about Enphase while Tony is uh, presenting, please feel free to ask in the Q&A section and we'll get to the questions during or at the end of the webinar um, during the Q&A section. Uh, you can also email our sales team at info.renvu.com for more information and pricing. Um, this webinar is being recorded and we will send you a link in a follow-up email. We also have recordings of previous webinars on the Renvu YouTube channel. Without further ado, I will hand it over to Tony. Thank you, Erez. I appreciate the introduction. And I appreciate the opportunity just to be here to provide some additional training for your customers. Um, product knowledge is really important. You know, when you're out there uh, talking to customers, you really need to know the difference between end phase and other solutions out there. And uh, you know, if you don't know the answers, you're not going to be uh, as well equipped to sell our, our products as you might be. So thank you again for the opportunity. I'm going to now share my screen. Oh, it looks like a, a poll was launched. So yeah, this is a, a fun way to kick this off. Um, we wanted to put up a couple poll questions to kind of get to know the audience and uh, and see kind of what kind of hurdles and challenges you're facing in the market today when it comes to selling energy storage. So Erez, is this um, something that everyone can see on their screen right now, these poll questions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody see that. You can uh, you can choose your answers. The first answer is yes or no, but uh, the second answer, uh, question, you can multi. It's a multi-select, so you can select several if you want. But we'll we'll then uh, share at the end uh, the results. Great. While we're while you're answering the poll questions, I'm going to share my screen and we'll get started. All right. 
I can't tell if the poll questions are still up. Should I just uh, uh, go ahead and proceed? Okay. Everybody can uh, minimize their poll if they're done with it, and we can we can leave it on while we're uh, running the webinar. Okay. <clears throat> I'm uh, just going to turn my camera off during the webinar to kind of allow you to have the maximum amount of screen for the uh, content we're covering today, and then we'll I'll turn the camera on at the end to say hello. All right, so the focus of today's webinar is the new IQ Battery 5P. And we're gonna talk about the features and benefits of the 5P and the entire system as a whole, as well as differences between us and our competitors out there, especially other common AC coupled systems and DC coupled systems. My name is Tony Vernetti. I've been with Enphase for about three and a half years. Before Enphase, I worked in the solar industry, primarily in sales positions um, starting in 2008. So I've done um, exactly the same job that a lot of you probably have done. And uh, I really enjoy being able to now with, at Enphase provide training to salespeople just to help them to be more successful in their positions. The basic agenda for what we're gonna cover today, we'll do an overview of the Enphase energy system, the third generation battery system that we're offering. And we'll dive specifically into the features and benefits of the IQ Battery 5P, the latest battery that we're offering. And then we're going to talk about competitive advantages over other energy storage systems or products in the market today, and then we'll end with a Q&A. So before we dive into the Enphase Energy System, specifically storage, I just wanted to give an overview of Enphase's vision for energy management. Enphase was founded back in 2006, uh, and it was called Enphase Energy instead of Enphase Inverters or Enphase Solar for a reason, because it was always the vision of the founders to evolve the company into a home energy management offering. And what you see here on the screen kind of represents what we have today and kind of where things are going in the future. So as homes are becoming more and more electrified, by that I mean replacing gas appliances with electric appliances, adding large electrical loads like uh, electric vehicle chargers, it's becoming more and more important for homeowners to have one centralized system where they can control at all aspects of the energy consumption and production of their, of their home. So with the Enphase Energy System, customers will have visibility within the Enphase app of all these different aspects of the energy kind of uh, energy, energy world that's going on in their home. You've got energy production from the IQ Inverter Solar Array. You've got energy consumption measured with our energy consumption monitoring. Of course, you've got the option to add a battery to the system, so you can have either robust backup power or just a battery without backup for saving money. And we've got the new IQ EV charger, which is very recently launched as well, which is a smart charger that's connected to the system and allows customers to charge their vehicles only with excess solar power without pulling any energy from the grid. And in the future, we're going to be able to have control over certain appliances within the home as well through APIs. So this is really is the vision. We're trying to provide a lot more value to homeowners by allowing them to have a robust home energy management platform um, to kind of augment what just solar and storage was offering them before. So now let's dive into the new IQ Battery 5P. I know this uh, slide is kind of an eye chart, but we have basically all the key features and benefits right here on one slide to cover these you know, important things right at the top of the uh, webinar here. 
So the first thing is, is a different size battery in terms of its energy storage capacity compared to the previous generation. The 5P is a five kilowatt hour battery. The previous generation was either a 3.3 kilowatt hour, or if you had three of those together with one cover, that, we, that one we called the IQ battery 10 or 10T, that was a 10 kilowatt hour battery. So we changed the size. We still wanted to have a relatively small size because uh, we believe that modularity is one of the key benefits of our system. The modularity of a smaller battery allows you to essentially more accurately right-size the system for whatever that customer's needs are. Most of our competitors offer much larger building blocks of 10 or 13 kilowatt hours or even larger. So if a customer needs just five or 10 or even you know, more specifically 15 or 20 kilowatt hours, you can offer them that more accurately with Enphase compared to many of our competitors. It also makes it easier for installation crews. Five kilowatt hour battery, the uh, sorry, the 5P battery can easily be installed by two relatively strong people just by lifting it up and mounting it on the wall. Their batteries are typically too heavy for two people to handle. One of the most important benefits of the 5P compared to the previous generation is that, that it has a much higher power output and even higher starting capability. So if you see the specs here, you can see that the 5P has a 3.84 continuous power rating. Now, if you are familiar with our products, you'll recognize that number because that's the power rating of our previous 10T battery. So in other words, with half of the storage capacity, it offers the same amount of continuous power as the 10T did. So if you have a two 10 kilowatt hour system side by side, that system with a 5P is gonna have twice as much continuous power compared to a 10T. And the peak power is actually also higher. The peak power of the 5P is 200% of the continuous power. Whereas with the 10T, it was only 150% of continuous. So that allows the 5P to be very capable of starting large appliances that have a, de a, a demand spike or starting surge when they start up like air conditioners, some heat pumps, uh, well pumps, et cetera. The warranty is improved. It's 15 years now or uh, 6,000 cycles, whichever comes first. And that warranty is actually good for the 10T as well for any, any batteries that are activated after July 1st of this year. Another big benefit to the 5P is that it uses wired communications hardware instead of wireless. The previous generation used wireless, as you probably know, uh, using Zigbee technology. Um, and that had some limitations in terms of how far away components could be placed from one another. You had to keep things relatively close together for good quality wireless communication. Uh, it also increased the commissioning time because it was a, just kind of a long process for the components to talk to each other during commissioning over Zigbee. So now with the new wired communications hardware, which is CAN bus based, commissioning takes typically less than 30 minutes allowing you to get onto the next job more quickly. And it just improves the overall reliability and performance of the system compared to the previous generation. We're now offering power control systems for a few different applications. The most common application is avoiding main panel upgrades. And we'll get into the specifics of that, um, but obviously panel upgrades are, can be very expensive and really kind of a hassle that many installers don't wanna get involved in or, or have to perform if they don't need to. So if you can avoid doing a main panel upgrade, that's going to save you and your customer money. It's also going to allow you to, to complete jobs a lot more quickly. Another benefit of power control systems 
is that it allows us to offer or allows us to increase the maximum storage capacity in a single system with a 5P. With a 5P, you can install up to 80 kilowatt hours of storage capacity. With our previous generation, the limit was 40 kilowatt hours. So we've essentially doubled the maximum size. With a 5P, you can install it either as a backup power system or a grid-tied system without backup capabilities simply for saving money. We offer both options. There's more flexibility in terms of where you can connect conduit to the 5P as well. Conduit entry points exist on the left side and the right side of the battery. And you can even come in from the rear if you want to keep it super clean for new construction. You can also mount, uh, this is mentioned a couple lines down, but you can mount the battery on the floor now. We have a floor mounting kit or pedestal kit as it's called. Uh, so if there's no not enough wall space available or if it's just a customer preference to mount it on the floor, that's an option now. We are continuing to use the same safer and more reliable battery chemistry called LFP or lithium iron phosphate. It is still in the lithium ion family of chemistries, but it has some distinct differences and advantages compared to the other common chemistries like NMC, nickel manganese cobalt, which is the most common chemistry used by our competitors. LFP chemistry has, as I said, greater safety. Uh, it doesn't have the same level or the same risk of thermal runaway if there are flaws in the manufacturing of the cells or if there's some sort of damage to the battery. It also degrades a lot less quickly over time. So if, for batteries that, can be, that are gonna be heavily used, uh, for example, doing rate arbitrage or NEM 3.0, then um, the battery is gonna degrade a lot more slowly over time compared to NMC chemistry. The 5P was also designed to have more field replaceable components. Uh, batteries are obviously very heavy and difficult to transport. So once you install that battery on the wall for that homeowner, you want to never have to take it off again. So with the Enphase system, if there is a failure of, say, a microinverter or one of the electrical components like the charge controller inside the battery, uh, then that individual component can be replaced with our system. You're not required to ship the entire battery back to us for repair or replacement. And the packaging is simplified as well. Our previous generation, you had separate packages for the covers and for the battery base units. With the 5P, because we are just offering this one building block now and one cover option, everything just comes in one case or one box, that is. So the 5P is a little bit more than three feet tall, uh, 22 inches wide, and about seven and a half inches deep. So it's a relatively shallow battery, kind of like the T-Series. So that's a nice feature for customers that have uh, limited space in their garage or storage area where they're going to put the battery. And you can see the weights here. The total weight installed is 174 pounds, but the lifting weight of the base unit to mount it on the wall is only 146 pounds. The, about the top third of the unit are the microinverters. This unit has six microinverters that are 640 watts each. That's how we achieve the continuous power of 3.84 kilowatts with one battery. The advantage of using microinverters is similar to the advantage with using micros and solar. It's a distributed architecture. We don't, uh, inverters are the workhorses of, of any energy system, and they're the components that are most likely to fail as well. Uh, so with Enphase, even though our microinverters are designed for 25-year lifespans, if you do have a failure of one micro, 
it only re uh, temporarily reduces the power of the system. It doesn't take the system out of commission. Obviously, if you have an, an AC coupled system that has a built-in single inverter, if it, that inverter fails, that whole system is out of commission. Battery management and conduit entry is right there in the middle of the battery. And then the cell pack is there at the bottom, approximately the bottom half of the battery. The uh, 5P uses a passive cooling system, just like the 10T uh, previous generation did. No moving parts, no chance of any failure of a pump or a fan or a liquid coolant system that can take the battery out of commission. So a little bit more about the power capability of the battery. Because the battery is so much more powerful than the previous generation, with as few as three of the 5P batteries, the system is capable of starting a five-ton air conditioner. Now, we think that's an important benefit because many times the system, the minimum battery, I'm sorry, the battery size is selected specifically for its capability of starting an air conditioner. Um, so we're talking about the power of the battery, right? So if a homeowner, say they, they their annual energy consumption is relatively low, but they do have an air conditioner that they have to run in, say, August and September, with the Enphase system, they can purchase just a 15 kilowatt hour system with three of the five Ps, and that system is capable of starting a five ton air conditioner. Now compare that to uh, Powerwall. Powerwall is installed, a minimum of two Powerwalls are required in order to provide enough power to start a five ton AC. Now look at the difference in energy capacity, 15 kilowatt hours with Enphase versus 27 kilowatt hours with Powerwall. So in other words, this system, the 5P battery allows you to offer whole home backup to customers with as small as a five, as small as a 15 kilowatt hour battery within phase. Okay, here's just a couple photos since we just talked about the dimensions of the battery so you can see how it can be installed. If the batteries are installed next to each other, they can be installed as close as four inches together. And they can be installed uh, above and below each other as well, as you can see on the bottom left-hand corner with a six-inch space between the batteries to allow for proper, for enough airflow for cooling. Okay, touched on the benefits of wired communications. We can get a little more specific here. So uh, faster commissioning. Another big benefit is it allows you to have greater distances between the components. So pictured here are the three components that have to be connected with the control cable. Um, all of the IQ battery 5Ps, the IQ system controller, and the IQ combiner. And there can be up to, so as you can see, these are daisy chained together. And there can be up to 250 feet total cable length in any given system. So that, of course, gives you a lot more flexibility than we had before, where we recommended a maximum of 50 feet between components with Zigbee. Now it's 250 feet total cable length. So you can place the batteries on the other side of the garage easily or somewhere else on the house if there isn't space uh, available near the main service panel where the combiner is located. I mentioned power control systems. So... Basically, power control systems um, constantly monitors current, electrical current flow through different parts of the system, and there are different applications for its use. As I mentioned, one of them is doubling the maximum battery capacity. 
And that is measured here uh, where it's labeled one. So we have an additional consumption CT that's in, that's included with the batteries now that's installed, or I should say with the controller or combiner that's installed between the battery connection. I'm sorry, I should say the battery um, uh, group of batteries and the system controller three. So it's metering all of the electrical current flowing from the batteries into the system. And that allows us to limit the amount of current to whatever that overcurrent protection device is rated for in the controller three. So typically that's gonna be an 80 amp uh, breaker. So up to 64 amps can be uh, flowing through that circuit. So we can actually install more batteries uh, than would normally be limited to by that 64 amp maximum because of the fact that we can limit the current. Now limiting the current is gonna have no a nominal impact on the system's capability of starting and running large loads. Uh, the continuous current is impacted, but peak output, and, uh, which is of course important for starting appliances, is not impacted by PCS. So that system's still gonna have the same capability of, of starting big appliances with its multiple batteries. Now, another big benefit is what I mentioned earlier, avoiding main panel upgrades. So for that, the consumption CT is gonna be located between the system controller and the main service panel. So we can monitor electrical current flowing back into the main panel. And we can make ensure that the combined current of you know, PV and batteries will never exceed whatever is safe for that main service panel. Now, if you overdo this, uh, obviously you could potentially limit the energy production of the system. Um, but there are many like, totally valid applications for PCS for, for main panel upgrade avoidance uh, because of the fact that oftentimes solar and battery are not discharging or producing power at the same time, uh, especially during the daytime. Uh, the system is actually charging the batteries with excess PV and only a portion of the current is backfeeding to the main panel. And then in the evening, the batteries may be backfeeding to the main panel. However, the system, the solar system is not producing much power at that time. Um, if you'd like to learn more about PCS, we do offer uh, half hour training sessions specifically about PCS. And we have them for salespeople and designers and installers as well. I'll give you more information on those at the end if you like. Uh, PCS can also be used for power export limiting. So some jurisdictions, uh, namely Hawaii and others, a few others in the United States, there are, is a hard limit to how much power can be exported for various reasons, and that can also be controlled with PCS. Okay, quick diagram, a couple diagrams here to show the different system uh, configurations here. So pictured here is a solar plus battery without backup system. This is a popular system in places like California, where net metering has evolved to the point where customers don't really get much credit during the daytime for feeding excess solar back to the grid. So it really increases the value of having a battery in your system for saving money. With the battery, you can store the energy from the solar system in the battery during the day. And then when the peak period begins, you can um, use the energy in the battery rather than buying very high priced electricity from the utility. And during select hours of the year, specifically in September, you can actually export battery energy to the utility grid and earn additional credits. So this is designed to be a very simple system for Menphase. Um, as you can see, the IQ Battery 5P can be connected directly into the IQ combiner instead of into the main panel or the controller. So that's gonna save on labor. 
and materials. There's no backup loads panel. No circuits need to be moved from the main panel into a backup loads panel because it's not a backup system. And you don't have the uh, IQ system controller in this configuration as well, obviously, because it's not a backup system. So these systems are designed to be as low cost as possible so the customer can get the financial benefits of having a battery without paying the additional costs that are would be required for a backup power system. That being said, if customer wants backup power, we obviously have a robust backup solution now with Enphase with a, with a battery 5P that can uh, start just about any large appliance the customer could throw at it. If it's a backup power system, then a system controller three would be required, which is this unit here uh, in the middle. It's unfortunately not labeled for some reason, but that's the controller. And then the IQ battery 5P, up to 16 of those can be connected directly into the controller. And then solar is connected into the IQ combiner, which feeds into the controller as well. And then the loads would be connected to the controller also. Here we have a picture of the pedestal mount. So the pedestal mount just raises the battery off the floor by about four, or by about, excuse me, about six inches. Uh, it comes with two sturdy steel posts, which bolt to the floor. And the, the wall bracket that would normally go on the wall of the house mounts onto those, uh, those posts there to hold the battery up. And then there's a skirt that goes in, in front of those uh, supporting feet to make it, give it a kind of a nice clean final appearance. So again, it adds about six inches to the height of the battery. And everything in the Enphase system can be monitored and controlled with the Enphase. They easily change the operating mode of their battery. The three options that we offer are full backup, self-consumption, and savings mode. And customers can also enable storm guard if they happen to live in, live in an area of the country where uh, their utility grid is commonly or frequently knocked out by weather systems or storms. With StormGuard on, they can uh, rest assured that if there's a storm coming and their battery is in either savings or self-consumption mode, that it's going to be switched over automatically to full backup mode uh, while there's that risk of the power outage due to the storm. And then once that risk has passed, it'll be switched back over to that standard, whatever their previous operating mode was. So in a nutshell, these are the key benefits of the 5P. Five kilowatt hour modularity, which allows you to build the right size system for the homeowner's needs so you're not overselling them on storage capacity. It has double the peak and continuous power of the previous generations, which allows the system to be much more capable of starting large appliances like air conditioners. A significant improvement to the warranty of 15 years instead of 10 and 6,000 cycles instead of 4,000 cycles. And wired communication allows for much faster commissioning times and improved overall reliability of the system. All right, so now I'm actually gonna segue, I'm gonna open up a different training deck here. And we're gonna talk about differences between Enphase and some of our competitors out there. Okay, so one of the biggest benefits of the Enphase system with grid forming microinverters 
is what we call sunlight jumpstart. So this comparison is going to be to basically to Powerwall, to the most popular AC coupled system on the market. So with sunlight jumpstart, um, basically it just really improves the resilience of the system, specifically during prolonged power outages, where we're talking about multiple days of power outages, which can happen sometimes with when hurricanes hit or like uh, with the Texas <laughs> grid failing for you know two or three weeks a couple of years ago because of uh, uh, extreme cold temperatures and snow. So first, let's take a look at what happens when a typical AC coupled system, when I say that that's code for Powerwall, when it gets to a, a low state of charge. So let's say there, that's, uh, for example, there is a grid outage and solar isn't producing very much power since the panels might be covered with snow. Think Texas 2020. Now the battery is the only power source for the home's loads and the state of charge is obviously gonna drop. Once it gets down to 10%, the battery will enter a standby state and that home's power will go out. Now, why does this happen? It's because in a typical AC coupled system, the solar inverters need the battery to form the microgrid that allows the solar to basically turn on and start converting power. The system doesn't know when solar power is going to be available again. So basically it needs to, to, to reserve 10% of its energy in order to be able to attempt to start solar the next day. During the day, the battery powers up approximately every hour and it attempts to make the, to basically start the microgrid and allow the solar inverters to turn on. And every time it does this, it consumes some energy and that can result in the battery dropping down to its what's called an ESL or extremely low state of charge. Once it reaches 2%, the battery is gonna stay off. It's not even gonna attempt to turn on anymore. And this basically leaves the homeowner without power until the utility grid is back up or if they're lucky enough to find a technician who can come with a generator to recharge their battery. We heard it for many Powerwall customers during the Texas blackouts, as well as re more recently, uh, the Maui uh, catastrophe where they were out without power for, for a couple of weeks as well. That, um, you know, these systems oftentimes would be drained down to their extremely low state of charge the first or second day, and then their system would be basically dead in the water. So now let's compare that to, that to the end-phase energy system with Sunlight Jumpstart. With Sunlight Jumpstart, if the battery does get down to 2%, the same thing is going to happen initially. It will shut off, just like typical AC-coupled systems. However, because the IQ8s on the solar array are grid-forming, they can uh, form the microgrid by themselves without support from the battery. So they'll form the microgrid as long as there's enough solar power available to power the home's loads, They'll power the home and then all that excess power is gonna to go to recharging the battery. Essentially the system automatically recovers without the support from the battery. In summary, the Sunlight Jumpstart feature provides superior resilience compared to typical AC coupled systems, especially during prolonged power outages. I mentioned this earlier, but I'll repeat it again. So with the end-phase energy system, because we have multiple microinverters in our batteries, if there's a failure of one microinverter, it only impacts the power output temporarily until that microinverter is replaced. And as I mentioned, that can be replaced in the field with the end-phase system. Other AC-coupled systems, if that inverter fails, the entire battery is out of commission and it can't, it's not a field serviceable item. So the entire battery would have to be removed and shipped back for repair.
all battery storage systems must have the ability to curtail the power in some way of the solar PV system during a power outage. If the battery is full and the home is using very little power, the power from the PV system essentially has nowhere to go and it would cause the battery system to shut down. N-phase batteries and N-phase microinverters speak the same language. So if the battery, if the solar system needs to be curtailed, with N-phase, it's precisely adjusted to perfectly match the needs of the home. N-phase, this is a good way to think of it. The N-phase system controls the solar output kind of like a dimmer switch as opposed to an on-off light switch. That means the battery is going to remain fully charged until the solar PV output declines and battery power is needed. Then the battery will automa automatically discharge to meet the, uh, the needs of the loads. That means the homeowner is going to have a full battery and maximum period of off-grid autonomy to keep things running all night long. And we'll compare that to AC coupled systems and how they handle it. So basically AC coupled systems, in order to curtail solar power, they send a crude signal to the solar inverter called a frequency shift. Basically it's tricking the solar inverter into thinking that there's an unstable grid and it's forcing the solar inverter just to shut off completely. The problem with this approach is that with a solar system off, the battery is now the sole source of power and it's gonna to begin to drain. Now with AC coupled systems, once the battery gets down to a certain state of charge, I think typically it's around 80%, then it'll use frequency shift to try to turn the solar system back on again. Uh, if there's enough sunshine, of course it will turn on and begin to recharge the battery again. The risk of the homeowner is that they could potentially be left with an 80% charged battery at the end of the daytime, um, the, the period of the day when the system could potentially charge the battery. And they're going to have only you know 80% of the storage capacity available to power their home during that blackout. Let's see how we're doing on time. So we're at 1041. Okay, I'm going to cover a few other competitive advantages here, and then we'll open it up to a QA. and I want to make sure we get to uh, get a chance to answer a lot of questions before an hour is up here. So I mentioned the smaller building blocks and passive cooling system. Let me talk a little bit more in detail about this. Since uh, IQ batteries use very safe and stable lithium iron phosphate chemistry, that means we can also have a very simple passive cooling system. Convection essentially draws cool air from below the battery and warm air exits the top of the battery. There are no moving parts required for the system to work. No moving parts also means keeping the number of fail points in the system to an absolute minimum. Typical AC coupled systems use more common nickel manganese cobalt or NMC chemistry, which has an inherently higher susceptibility to thermal runaway and fire. To ensure safe operation, they have active cooling systems that use liquid coolant, a pump to move that coolant through the system and through over a radiator, or through a radiator, I should say, and two fans to enable rapid cooling when needed. All these additional moving parts increase the number of fail points in each battery. The cooling system is also not silent. It can emit up to 40 decibels of noise, which is certainly loud enough to be able to hear if you're standing next to it. You can even hear it if you're on the opposite wall. So that uh, can sometimes be a factor in where that you might not want to install it on opposite the wall of a, an office or a bedroom where you want it to be very quiet at times. and easy serviceability, which I mentioned. 
And Enphase also offers our own version of load control. Um, it was mentioned earlier that uh, you offer, uh, gosh, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on the brand. I think Leviton um, load centers are smart uh, main service panels, that's certainly an option that can work with the Enphase system as well as SPAN. Uh, but if you're not doing that route, not going that route, you can get a load control system from Enphase Energy that allows you to control up to four 240-volt appliances or up to eight 120-volt appliances. In their multiple operating modes or uh, options to choose from with load control, you can set it to basic mode where that load is simply just going to be shed if the system goes into backup operation. You can also set it to uh, shed loads based on a schedule. And lastly, you can ask it to shed loads if there's a generator, uh, an integrated generator that's operating. So you have the additional power from the generator. I'm sorry, I misspoke. You can program it to allow the load to have power if a generator is running. But if that integrated generator turns off, then that load would be shed. So the uh, load control is another feature that, that improves the overall resilience of the system. So one important feature I wanted to cover before we go to the Q&A is generator integration. The Enphase Energy System allows the true integration of a permanent standby in, uh, generator into it. To understand the benefits of how Enphase does this, it's helpful to first look at how other solutions typically work. Other energy storage solutions normally use an external automatic transfer switch, which allows basically either the solar and battery system to power the home or the generator to power the home, but they can't actually operate at the same time. With this kind of system, when the battery is exhausted, the battery, uh, excuse me, power will go out temporarily and which will, will change the home's power source over to the generator. The homeowner is obviously going to experience a small power outage during this transition. And the generator typically is going to power the home until the utility grid is back up, even if that is several days or a week later. Obviously not ideal if the sun comes out the next day and you've got plenty of power potentially available from the solar system. Enphase generator integration completely eliminates the transfer switch because the generator is actually tied directly into the IQ system controller. It's an additional AC power source connected into that controller. During a grid outage, the generator, battery, and solar can all feed power into the same bus bar simultaneously. With all three power sources operating together during a grid outage, the home is going to have the combined power available to have that benefit of starting and running larger electrical loads. For example, the homeowner could run their AC or electric dryer during the day when they have all these uh, you know, three power sources available and then conserve energy at night when running only off the battery. The, the generator can even be used to charge the batteries if needed. This can be helpful if there's very little sunshine on a given day during a blackout uh, to recharge the, the batteries with solar. That Those batteries can be charged up during the day with that generator. And then that generator can remain off at, over the night uh, overnight, so you don't have that noise pollution, air pollution around your house. All right, so let me go ahead and open up the Q and A. I see twenty-two questions were were typed in, so that's that's excellent. I love these interactive sessions. Hey, let's so, uh, let's maybe share 
real quick the poll results um, oh yeah good idea two-thirds of the uh, of the participants hasn't or haven't uh, installed Enphase uh, IQ battery system before. So that's a good participation, I feel. Um, and then what is your biggest uh, barriers uh, to selling storage? Uh, overwhelmingly high cost of battery oh. systems yeah. uh, was chosen. Um, and what we see from our side as a distributor is uh, relatively fast, uh, price changing. I mean, we started at $900 per kilowatt hour and we see the price uh, dropping um, significantly towards the $500 now and with uh, uh, with estimations of even uh, dropping below this in the next few years. So... It will be resolved, and I believe that uh, every solar system in the U.S. will also add uh, storage. What do you think, Tony? <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I had a crystal ball. Uh, I think you know battery prices will probably come down, but I I think that they will level off at some point. Um, I, the challenge with batteries is that there's a lot that goes into the installation side as well. So while that you know the raw cost of a, the cells themselves may go down that doesn't usually have any impact on the, the, the labor cost for installation um, and of course there's a lot more especially with kind of a uh, gosh what's the right word the Enphase IQ battery system is I don't want to say it's the Ferrari of batteries but it has a lot of features I mean it, it has the benefits of microinverters that improve power output hardwired communication. So there's there's a lot that goes into a battery other than the cells themselves. But yeah. We saw, would... I mean, in the past, yeah. when you look at the at modules, for example, you see that the size actually reduces the cost. So people are using bigger modules, which cost mm -hmm. maybe the same as a 180 watt module cost, uh, I don't know, eight years ago. Um, yeah. So. Uh, okay, let's. If you can stop sharing that slide, I see the first question is uh, asking about how much a carport kit is and uh, with Enphase would cost. I'll just uh, quickly answer this uh, by sending you guys again uh, to our uh, to our design tool. Simply go through this and selecting your uh, carport here and whatever color you want and accessories. And the next step would be to choose the end phase and you can add batteries and all that will give you a quote really quickly. You saw it took me about 10 seconds to get a full quote. And so I recommend you to use that tool. Um, let's dismiss this. Okay. All right, Aram, should I continue with uh, the questions? You can go ahead. Okay, so first one that I see is, can the batteries be used without the load controller? So yes, absolutely. The load controller is not a required component by Enphase. Um, sometimes it'll be to your advantage to use the load controller if you 
say you're backing up, there's a main load center that you're, and you're backing up the entire load center with the end phase system and it has some large loads. Um, NEC states that the battery system has to be capable of powering at least the single largest load. There are other requirements as well, but that's one that can kind of determine the minimum battery size. Um, and if the customer doesn't really need that much capacity, you can connect that load to the load controller. And that allows you to kind of skirt around that requirement. So you could install a load controller and also install then a smaller battery, if that makes sense for that customer. I just want to be sure that you weren't asking about the IQ system controller. Sometimes because the controller is in the same, is in the title of both, uh, sometimes people mix those up. So the batteries can be installed with or without an IQ system controller as well. The IQ system controller is required for any backup power configuration, whether it's with or without batteries. Um, if it's not a backup power system, then the system controller is not required. Question about the 10T, is the 10T discontinued? Um, essentially, we have stopped manufacturing new 10Ts. Uh, there are some 10Ts available from distributors, uh, as uh, Eris mentioned, that you have stock available. And of course, Enphase is gonna continue to support installers with uh, any training and installation needs that they have from us. Uh, uh, and if in the future, if you have a customer that wants a 10T, and that's actually an important thing that I actually didn't mention with the 5P, is that the 5P, because it's a wired battery using wired communications, it's not compatible with a system that has a 10T in it. The communication systems are just completely different. So you, in other words, you can't add a 5P into an existing system that has a 10T battery. So for all those customers out there, if you've been installing Enphase 10Ts for a while or any of the previous generation batteries, you can still purchase 10Ts from Renvu as long as they're in stock. And after they've sold out of their inventory, then you can purchase them directly from Enphase for those projects where you need to, to, uh, uh, to add capacity to those systems. So the next question is, what's the furthest distance the 5P can be installed from the other system components? So the total cable length can be up to 250 feet. And the cable connects the batteries and the system controller and um, the, uh, the combiner with the gateway. So the furthest distance the 5P can be from the other components does depend on how much other cable is being used between the, how much cable is be used between the controller and the combiner, if that makes sense. So if there's 50 feet between the controller and the combiner, then you can have up to 200 feet between the controller and the battery, okay? Question from Anonymous. Will the 5P qualify, qualify for SGIP, SGIP, Rebate Program in California? Yes. Uh, 5P, just like our previous generation, can certainly qualify for SGIP. Question from Ben. Can the 5P be used as part of an off-grid setup as part of an AC coupling system? For example, system controller output to critical load panel. Critical load panel has the marker inverter connection. Uh, system controller will manage the 5P grid tied as input to system controller. Um, well, let me just address the first sentence for just to be clear about the definition of off-grid, if it's truly an off-grid system, meaning there's no utility power to that site, that's technically not supported by Enphase. 
the Enphase system is designed to be a grid tied or to at least have the utility grid available. It's required in order to commission one of our systems. That said, if the utility goes out, if there is a blackout, this Enphase system can operate in an off-grid fashion indefinitely until that utility grid comes back up again. But if you're talking about a true off-grid system, that's not supported by Enphase at this time, perhaps in the future, but um, not with our current technology. Um, with regard to the rest of your question, um, you asked if, if there's a system controller, can the microinverters be connected to the critical load panel? So that's not possible with, when you're using IQ8s on the solar array, in one of our systems, the IQ8s must be connected into the combiner, which then connects into the system controller. You can't connect the microinverters into the critical load panel. That said, if you are retrofitting a system that has an earlier generation like IQ7s, for example, you can connect an IQ7-based system into the critical load panel at, instead of into the system controller. If you have more, more questions about that type of system, let me know and I can, can, uh, can, excuse me, can connect you with an Enphase field application engineer who can really dig into the details with you. Okay, question about VPPs, virtual power plants. So are these supported by Enphase? Absolutely. Um, you know, virtual power plants uh, is in the, the umbrella of uh, grid services programs. And we actually are going to have a, um, a webinar specifically about grid services that Enphase offers or is, in, is participating in tomorrow. So if you want a link to that, let me know. Um, Enphase participates, I want to say, in maybe 10 or 15 different grid services programs uh, in different utilities. There are some in the Northeast United States. There's a new one in California uh, in PG&E territory that's worth a couple hundred bucks a year. Uh, in, in parts of Hawaii, there are excellent grid, grid services offerings as well. You can earn up to, I want to say, like six to $9,000 for a 10 kilowatt hour battery. Next question from Michael, when will the 5P have the ability to export back to the grid? And will this be something that batteries that have already been installed can have software updated? So the last I heard about this feature technically being implemented is gonna be the first quarter of 2024. So that's obviously just a few months away. Um, if you're asking because, of, because the system is in California and you want that customer to have the benefit of selling energy back during those power hours or valuable hours in September. Uh, the first opportunity the customers are going to have to be able to do that is going to be um, in September of 2024. That's the first time when those power hours are going to happen. So Enphase is going to have the ability to export well before September of next year. And the second part of your question about um, if the system, system's already been installed, can a software update allow this feature? Yes, absolutely. And uh, Enphase is going to have uh, the Enphase RSMs, our sales representatives are going to be in close communication with, with all of their customers in California to make sure that they know the process to have that software updated so that those customers will have the full functionality of, of exporting back to the grid. Another question from Ben. Uh, one microinverter circuit is connected directly to the main panel. Can the 5B connect, 5P be connected directly to the main panel if no backup is needed? 
So um, I guess I'm wondering if you are talking about not using a combiner. Um, so if, if, if it's not a backup power system, sorry, this is a kind of an unusual uh, question. I'm trying to think it through. Typically, this type of, type of system would be a grid-tied system where you're not providing backup capability, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, that's right there in your question. So the, typically, the microinverter circuit would be connected in the combiner. Uh, the combiner, of course, includes the IQ gateway, which is required for the system to function. And the battery would also be connected into the combiner. And then that combiner would be connected to the main panel. Um, if you want to not use a combiner for some reason, then you would just have to get the standalone gateway and install uh, production CT and consumption CTs in the right locations. I wouldn't really recommend going that route though, because that's gonna make it difficult to upgrade that system to backup capability later on. Uh, backup systems are gonna require the IQ combiner. Okay, another question from Anonymous. Quite a few Anonymous folks didn't put their names in today. Can the new 5P be used in a non-backup system with current 10 IQ, uh, I, guess, I guess you're saying IQ 10T batteries? So no, the, the 5P can't be combined in a system with 10Ts regardless of whether it's a backup system or a grid-tied system without backup. The only way you could conceivably do it is if you had essentially two separate systems connected into the home. Um, yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't really see how that would work because, um, you can't, one of the critical, one of the requirements for a grid tied system is having accurate consumption metering and consumption metering can just be installed with a single gateway. Um, in other words, if you had multiple, like different types of batteries, the 5P and the 10T, theoretically, you would need two different gateways because they communicate in different ways. Um, but that wouldn't work in a non-backup grid-tied system because you wouldn't have accurate consumption metering. So unfortunately, the answer is no there. Next question from Robert. Can an existing solar array that has N-phase M215 micros be connected to these new storage systems? Yes, absolutely. So the microinverter models that are compatible with any of our batteries are, of course, the entire IQ8 series IQ7 and IQ6 series, and lastly, the M215, like you mentioned, and M250 as well. So the next question is, how is a charging cycle defined for the purpose of the warranty? So Enphase just, it, it basically monitors a charge cycle in, in terms of a percentage on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, uh, and those percentages are added up um, if cycles ever need to be counted. But basically, I think to answer your question succinctly, if it's a partial charge cycle, say 50% charge cycle, that's only going to count as 50%, not as a full cycle. So, um, yeah, just I, I guess a simple example, say the battery is char discharged 50% every single day for a year, that's going to be 50% of 365 days, um, whatever that is, you know, 182 day, that would be like 182 cycles, not 365 cycles.
Okay, question from Dallas. Will the IQ6 inverter have the ability to perform similarly to the IQ8, or will the IQ6 need to be replaced? Uh, no, the IQ6s will perform similarly. The, the IQ8s obviously have grid forming capability, whereas the IQ6 doesn't. That's the major difference. The other like, more minor difference is that the IQ8 has a much faster microchip, which just means it's it's a lot more responsive. It can respond a lot more quickly when there are changes to um, power demand in that microgrid. Um, for example, if a large appliance turns on like an air conditioner, the IQ8 can ramp up its power output a lot more quickly in a fraction of a second compared to the IQ6. So in some cases, I think a system with IQ8s would be more resilient or more capable of, of handling those fluctuations that can happen. But as I mentioned uh, a couple minutes ago, the IQ6 is compatible with the IQ battery system. So there's no need to replace the IQ6s with a newer generation. Okay, uh, question or comment from Ben. Can I see a solution if I have only one circuit without using a combiner? Uh, I'd need to know a little bit more about what you mean there, Ben. Uh, you can install as, as the smallest system as a single microinverter with phase if, if you'd like to, um, or one branch circuit. You don't have to necessarily use a combiner for a solar-only system, um, but... Uh, if it's going to be a grid tied, or sorry, if it's going to be a backup power system, you would need to have a way to bolt down those breakers. They require a mechanical fastener because they are grid forming. So, question about VPPs again. Fulty Home, could we create a VPP from smart switch to interconnect batteries? Sometimes some of our neighbors may not be available in a certain number of days. We could switch their, their batteries and vice versa. Um, you'd have to send me a little bit more information about that, and I can share it with our grid services experts. Um, I don't know that we're actually doing creating virtual power plants for any um, like communities like that, um, but we are participating in grid services programs, which are set up by utilities. But again, you can feel free to send me some information. Uh, and I'll share that with our grid services team. Question from Ben, does the system controller use frequency shifting to power down the microinverters? If so, what's the frequencies? No, in an phase system, it doesn't use frequency shift. Um, it communicates with the microinverters. And I'm talking about the IQ8 systems. I believe with M215 and M250 microinverters, those are actually controlled with frequency shift. Um, as far as the actual frequencies, I don't have that information at my fingertips, but it's uh, it's fairly complex. The, the change in the frequency can, within an N-phase system, decrease the power output or shut it off completely. So there are many different applicable frequencies. But with IQ8s, it doesn't use frequency shift. There's a, a different means of communication between the controller and the IQ8s. If generator is used, why does that unit have a minimum size um, if all it does is recharge the batteries and load support and charging management is available? It's a good question, Stephen. My understanding is that um, it has to do with the risk of backfeeding power to the generator. Um, if the size of the generator is too small relative to the size of the solar array, there's a greater risk of accidentally backfeeding to the generator. 
Um, sorry, I don't have a better explanation than that, but that's that's my basic understanding of why there's a minimum size generator based on the size of the solar array and the battery system. And that's all spelled out very in great detail in our tech brief on generator integration. Question from Rudy. Can your new Enphase system two-wire start a generator when charge is needed? What about off-grid projects? So our system is compatible with the, with two-wire start and um, grid sense auto start as well. So the answer, answer to your first question is yes. And what about off-grid projects? So as I mentioned earlier, our system is incompatible with true off-grid projects where there's no utility grid available. Okay, question from Don, where can I get a parts list? Are cell modem and comms kits still required? Great questions, Don. Um, I can share, in fact, let me share a link to a very valuable tool on our website, which is called the System Builder. You can enter a few details about your system and it will essentially create a bill of materials for you. And Erez, if I type an answer here, is it going to be visible to everybody? Yes. Okay, uh, I can, can see also select chat. privately. Yeah. You can also put it on the chat and everybody get it. Okay. So I shared a link to our system builder. Um, this is a web-based tool where you can select or enter some details about the system, like the type of configuration, uh, module wattage, module count and uh, the type of battery being installed and it will generate a bill of materials for you. We also have, uh, just bear with me for a second, I'm trying to find it here. So there was a table on our site previously that actually um, was also a nice resource to try to, to help people figure out what components are compatible with other components. But I'll just answer your question. So cell modem, a uh, cell modem is required with any Enphase energy system with a battery or backup power. So for example, uh, sunlight backup also requires a cell modem. Comps kit is a great question. So the new IQ Combiner 5 includes the wired communications kit inside it. It already comes with it, so you don't need a separate communications kit. If you're installing a previous generation battery, like the IQ10T, then it sounds like you're already familiar with it, but then you, you still would need to purchase the comms, the original comms kit for that system. Now, if you are retrofitting a system, say the system already has a uh, an IQ7-based solar array with an IQ combiner three or four, then you can purchase the new comms kit and install that in that older generation combiner so that you can install the 5P battery with wired communications. So that, just to be clear, that the new communications kit is sold separately only for retrofitting older combiners. If you're doing a new system and using the new IQ combiner 5, you don't have to get the comms kit separately for that. It includes it, okay? A question from Pedro, can the IQ system controller, uh, I'm sorry, can the new pedestal system be used with the older 10Ts or 10 batteries? So no, 
the pedestal is designed only to, to work with the 5P battery, not with previous generation. Another question from Pedro, is the IQ controller you mentioned the same as the prior smart switch? If not, is the smart switch compatible with the 5P? Okay, we, well, none of our products are called a smart switch. The previous name of the IQ system controller was NPower. The NPower is basically the first version and it's compatible with the, the original 3 or 10 or 3T or 10T. Um, it would be un unusual for that the 10T to be installed with the original N power. I think when we started selling the 10T, we were all, that's when we were selling the the IQ system controller too. Uh, to answer the second part of your question, is it is the original smart switch or N power compatible with the 5P? No, it's not. So the original N power is a has built-in wireless. Zigbee hardware, and it's not able to communicate with a 5P. So if that customer has that original smart switch and they want really want the 5P battery, they would have to replace that uh, N power with a new system controller three. But chances are you're also gonna have previous generation batteries on that system. So that'd be a very expensive route to go for that customer. I would urge them to just purchase additional 10Ts rather than the 5P. Okay, question from Paul. Does the system have wide generator compatibility or is there a short list of acceptable generators? Uh, it, my understanding is that it's pretty wide. We are compatible with the, the most common generators on the market like Generac and Kohler. Um, and we do, as I mentioned, have a tech brief on generator integration that has a pretty detailed list of all the different compatible models. And I'll go ahead and find that and share it with you real quickly here. Okay, generator integration tech brief. Here we go. Okay, question from Ben. Any reason the battery inverters are on the battery side instead of the system controller side? Um, well, the first reason I can think of, Ben, is that the number of inverters needed depends on the size of the battery system. Like, we have six microinverters in our battery unit that work with that five kilowatt hour battery. They're paired perfectly together. Uh, and you can increase the battery capacity by as as much as from, you know, from five kilowatt hours on the smallest side to up to 80 kilowatt hours. So as you add battery capacity with an AC coupled system, you're also adding uh, microinverters because they are built into the battery unit. Um, if we put the the inverter system in the controller, uh, that just it wouldn't really make sense with an AC coupled system. Okay, question from uh, from Syed: Why consumption monitoring only limited to critical load, partial home backup for larger PV systems while using PCS feature? Okay, so we'd have to look at a diagram for me to answer that question for you, Syed. Um, it is a, a very good question and something that can impact how much money a customer will save. So let me bring up the diagram here so we can look at it. 
Okay, so here um, we've got the diagram of PCS showing a partial home backup system. So as you can see, we've got the main service panel over here, which presumably still has some loads in it. And then the you're backup not sharing panel. your screen. Do you think you're showing oh, I... your screen or? Okay, sorry, I didn't hit the share button yet. Zoom tricked me. Okay, so here you can see a, uh, a system that's using PCS um, and it's a partial home backup. So we have the main service panel that has some loads in it and the backup panel, which has the backed up loads. Now, because the function of PCS is to ensure that there's a limit to how much current can backfeed to the main service panel, that's done with consumption CTs installed here between the controller and the service panel. So what that means is that the consumption of the backup loads is metered, but the consumption of any loads that remain in the main panel is not metered because the consumption CTs are over here as opposed to between the main panel and the utility. So for this reason, um, if a partial home backup system is using PCS and they're in savings mode, um, the battery is only going to discharge to meet the demand of the backup panel or the backed up loads because it doesn't have visibility over the loads in the main panel. Um, this is something that Enphase is aware of as an issue. Um, uh, and we are working on a solution that's probably going to come out the first or second quarter of next year for new systems. I don't believe you're going to be able to retrofit systems with it. Um, uh, but hopefully that answered your question. Okay, question from Steven. Can I explain how to access field application engineers? Is this the design review folks? <laughs> you don't like them. <laughs> Sorry you had, haven't had a good experience with them. Um, field application engineers are regional. You know, we've got a couple dozen of them around the country in different locations. So the way that you can access them is through the Enphase salesperson for your region. So if you don't know who that is or, or you're not in touch with them, I can certainly connect you with the RSM for that region and uh, you know, have a conversation with them, discuss what kind of support you need. And if a field application engineer support is needed, then that salesperson can connect you with them, okay? Question from Robert, does Enphase have seismic drawings for the floor-mounted battery stands? Um, I have to say, I have no idea. I'm sorry, Robert. I don't, I haven't heard of Enphase providing any drawings or calculations or anything like that uh, for structural concerns. Um, I will make a note to see what kind of info we have on that and get back to you. Where's my pen? I'll just make a note here. Okay. Okay, question from Pedro. Can you get the hyperlink uh, for tomorrow's webcast? I assume you're talking about the grid services webinar. I think that's the only one that I mentioned. So yes, let me grab that real quick. So you and everyone who wants to join it can do so.
Okay, in phase grid services. There we go. Okay, it looks like we got two more questions. Marcos is asking, do you need to use an Envoy when using the IQ Combiner 5 or 5C? Well, yes, Marcos, but the Envoy, also known as the IQ Gateway, is already built into the IQ Combiner 5 or 5C. So I just want to be clear, you don't have to purchase and, and install it separately. It is included in the IQ Combiner 5 or 5C. And one last question from Anonymous. Will the new three-phase micros work the same way with the 5P batteries? Are there new system components for that? So unfortunately, the 5P is, is only designed for single or split-phase installation. It's not compatible with the new three-phase micros for commercial, uh, three-phase 208-volt commercial system that we recently announced. Um, and phase is working on a three-phase battery, but that I don't have any timeline for that. Um, that could certainly be uh, one year out or, or longer. Uh, but yeah, just to be clear, the 5P doesn't work with a three-phase commercial inverter system from Enphase. Cool. All um, right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much, Tony. Uh, You're that, welcome. This uh, webinar was extended a little bit more and everybody stick with us. So it was uh, great. Apparently, I shared a lot of information. Um, as I mentioned before, this webinar is being recorded. Uh, we will share a link to the recording after the uh, after the webinar, probably in the next few days. And we will share also documents that and links that were shared here um, during the Q and A session. And thank you very much. Have a great uh, rest of your week. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. Have a great day. Bye.